Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We want to get you ignited, excited, and move you forward in this hour. We're looking forward to this dialogue to bring you up to speed, and you are in the right place, your destination. So at this particular time, I'm going to introduce our uh, Black Money team, Dr. Loris Foreman Sr., and also Ms. Lydia Iniosa, and uh, we're, we've got some things that we want to just help jumpstart you, and uh, Lydia is going to prepare you for that. But I'm telling you, make sure that you share this information, share the podcast after the broadcast, because we believe that we're onto something that's going to aid and assist you. So, Lydia, go ahead and kick this off. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Monday. Uh, Monday is now going to be your new favorite day of the week because you're going to get information from uh, Black Money Talk that you're not going to get any other place. So have a pen and paper handy or or your tablet or whatever and be ready to take notes. So one of the things that that a lot of times we don't think much about is the actual planning for the things we have to do. Uh, We think about planning, for example, with a trip. We know we have to buy tickets. We know we have to get hotel reservations. We know that there's things that we have to do in order to have a good trip. And uh, usually people get information and all those good things. When it comes to, to having a business, a lot of times people think, um, people think if I stay at it and stay at it uh, sooner or later, you know, it'll blossom, it'll grow, it'll take off. And that's fine. Uh, yes, we should stay at it. But aside from staying at it, 
we need to to have things. Uh, we need to look at it kind of like a trip and break it down into its parts. Um, if we decided that we want to build our own table, uh, we have a vision in mind of what we want that table to look like, and then we figure out what parts we're going to need, if we need any special tools, those kinds of things. That's one type of planning. The other type of planning is if you decide that you're going to need help to build the table, tell somebody else about about the fact that you want to build that table. There's there's two ways to tell them about it. You can start out from the top down. I want to build a table and this is what I want to do. Uh, uh, and you can both talk about it and go from your vision and things like that. Or you can talk about, you can also tell them, I want to build a table. I think these are the parts I'm going to need. And you can start from the bottom up. So, and a lot of times, to tell you the truth, I think it's good to to look at things both ways, from the top down and from the bottom up. Uh, and whenever we can, if at all possible, it's going to be good to have a sounding board can bounce ideas off of and refine things and maybe come up with things that we hadn't that we hadn't thought of. Um, Apostle Barber, before you go any further, any uh, any insight that you have as far as how obvious uh, uh, how obvious these kinds of things are that a lot of times we don't even really look at them too much because uh, because it's just a given that we're supposed to do something with it and everybody else assumes we're <laughs> supposed to do something with it. And a lot of times we don't have anybody, you know, nudging us along to uh, to help make sure that we are doing those things. You know, from a business owner standpoint and uh, clergy, yeah, we're looking at things sometimes and moving forward and yet we need to be able to have that kind of feedback, have that kind of relationship so that we can be strengthened in what we're doing as well as communicating. So for those of you that have tapped in, stay with us. We are only hitting the peak of the ice, but I believe that this is going to be revolutionary for you to kick off your Monday. Now, whether you know it or not, Sunday really is the beginning of the week. I know somebody got real quiet right then and there. So we are in a point where (laughs) you're thinking that your Monday is it. Not really. Not really. But we're going to help you out with all of this because we've got some exciting things to go into this fall season with, and we don't want to miss a mark. So, Lydia, let's just Park for just a moment, and then we want to bring in Dr. Loris Foreman, Jr., and uh, he's going to prep you on the other side of this, that piece that kind of gets left in the corner, and we're talking about clergy. So 
Dr. Lewis, go ahead and greet everyone, and then we're going to stir this up. Good morning, Twin Cities and listening audience around the world and uh, around the country here. We're so glad to have you tuning in to this Monday, Monday Money Talk. And, of course, we're your black money team. Help you keep your money in the black. You know, um, many times uh, a couple of things come to mind uh, as we kind of launch into this discussion. First of all, uh, there's someone who made the adage, uh, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So um, planning, getting clear on what it is you're out to do, out to accomplish, and, and ways you can accomplish that is critical to any venture. And, uh, you know, as a clergy, um, I've often had the time, opportunity to share with my congregation, with other congregations, as you look at growth, structure, you know, accomplishing vision, having impact, that the church is both an organism. You know, we praise the Lord, we worship, we have fellowship, we have a good uh, worship service on Sunday, uh, choir rehearsal, et cetera, et cetera. But the church is also an organization. And so there has to be sound business, sound organizational uh, principles uh, that are applied and direct those efforts. And also, you know, the Bible um, is a book that speaks to those things, not not just, uh, you know, a person's life and about sin and about going to heaven, but also very practical tools, very practical wisdom for business, for organization, and how to plan, structure, and to really uh, do a great job so that God can be pleased and also God can be honored by what you produce. You know, someone scratched their head and they said, see, I told you that the church is about the money only. You know what, Dr. I'm going to bat that ball right back at you. Let's just get rid of that. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a myth. That is a lie. And we want to fix that because we have, we have clergy persons that are, you know, they're interacting with business professionals right in their flock. They want them to soar. They want them to uh, be as dynamic as they can be. And then someone may be thinking, yeah, I can imagine why you want them to soar and why you want them to be as dynamic as they can be. And, again, they're thinking it's about the money. Dr. Lewis, you've got it. Yeah, first of all, I mean, the church is not all about money. We're about people's lives. We're about people's souls. We're about people's spirits getting saved. I mean, that's the basic mission of the church. Um, but, you know, as there was, uh, you know, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, my wife's my executive pastor, and uh, one of the comments she made yesterday was just, you know, we've got to be mature as Christians. You know, um, this world, in a sense, operates by money. And, um, you know, when you go to, you know, it's Monday morning, I'm out here on a commute, so you might catch me a little noisy. I'm going through a bad 
traffic area this morning. Uh, but, uh, you know, people getting a cup of coffee this morning so they can make the commute, you know, the where they get the coffee from, the coffee shop, Starbucks, Caribou, whatever, you know, they get the coffee by having money. Uh, folks putting gas in a tank to, be to get from point A to point B is all about money. The vehicles that we are riding in are all about money. So, you know, money is a reality. And so, you know, we just got to be mature enough to deal with that and not try to ostracize the church or put the church in some bad place because, you know, the church has to pay its light bills, its rent, <laughs> its heat. Just like everybody else has to pay it. So, you know, I love to tell XL, hey, listen, you know, I don't have any money, but I'm going to pray for you guys. Just keep the lights on. Uh, that doesn't work out too well. They have a service called Disconnect that they'll even give to the church. So um, (laughs) it's not all about money. You know, the Word of God says, you know, uh, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? What does it profit a man uh, to gain the whole world and lose his soul? So money can never be the chief priority, you know, our soul, our our getting our eternal relationship with God has to be paramount, uh, you know, but once that's said, you know, I have a mentor that says this, you know, once I'm saved, I'm as saved as I'm going to get. So that day of salvation for me is the changing of my eternal destiny. And so now what am I going to do with the rest of my life? So, you know, I want to focus on my soul prospering, becoming more like Christ, becoming more of what God says I should be. But in the process, God wants me to experience uh, what the Bible calls the abundant life down here. So, you know, that includes uh, money, financial resources, and business. You know, as a matter of fact, one thing that um, I have the privilege of doing um, is being a, a founder and a coordinator of something called the Joseph Business School. And Joseph Business School is an international business school that's uh, uh, it's a Christian, biblically-based, uh, faith-based uh, school, and our curriculum uh, focuses on the Bible as our moral, ethical base for operation and also our, our overarching guidelines for, you know, how we operate in the business arena. And then we couple that teaching or those teachings with practical business um, information that you need to know to have a business. So one of the things that's surprising, it surprised me when I actually became uh, one of the um, instructors through Joseph Business School. You know, Word of God has a scripture over in Isaiah, uh, I think it's 48 and 17, and it says, um, I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, which teaches you to profit. That's profit, P-R-O-F-I-T. God is concerned about you profiting. The Bible also says that dreams come through much business and painful effort. So, you know, God, God's a business. We really read God's resume and really begin to understand some things about how God operates and what God's done throughout uh, human history. We can really see the businessman in God. So, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it right there. And, uh, you know, uh, and again, we get excited about the lives that get transformed. You know, I, I was saying to my wife the other day, because um, I can't close without saying this, um, you know, just how we look back over the years and how, you know, we've been able to have an impact in people's lives, uh, you know, for, for you know, for their good. You know, people have come to the church that have been suicidal. 
you know, as teenagers have gone on now to be in their 20s and 30s, and, you know, they're, they're married, having families, they're involved in ministry, you know, young men who are kind of out here in the mix, kind of lost and, you know, from that same old script, you know, that we, you know, we're drug dealers, we're gangbangers, we're this and that. We've gotten them, you know, off of those paths and into uh, careers, into families, into ministries, you know, being pastors, uh, being, you know, uh, corporate executives. You know, we, we were able to help them to discover that, uh, as the word says, that God's plans for them were for a future and that they should prosper. So, you know, our, our greatest asset, our greatest commodity is the people who got people's lives who've gotten changed, people who've gotten saved, people who've gotten part of the kingdom, people who become productive um, citizens of our uh, community. And uh, that's our greatest asset. But, you know, we don't take a back seat. You know, I don't shy away from the fact that God is desirous of us having the abundant life, having prosperity, uh, Ecclesiastes uh, 10 says that uh, money answers all things. So, you know, let's just be real about it. You know, in life, you got to have money to be able to maneuver and to be able to do the things you need to do in life. And I'm going to stop right there. You know what? Very Mike, well said. It's open for the three of us, and uh, this is robust uh, because we want to get you thinking. Uh, we want you to be able to navigate some things, revisit some things that, you know, fell by the wayside along the way. But even as Dr. Lewis was speaking, I am here to acknowledge the fact to our listeners when he made reference to the condition of man woman, uh, there are those who right now are contemplating even suicide and they're business owners because the bottom is falling out or as a result of what is happening uh, around the nation with the uh, catastrophes and the global warning and various things that have literally uh, operating in areas, states, uh, cities, villages are shut down, and so therefore the money isn't flowing. And you know what? We need to, we are addressing you. And for those of you that are listening, make sure you get this podcast too. Some of these individuals that you know are experiencing this calamity, and they may be on the brink of suicide. They may be on the brink of walking away from everything because they feel that maybe uh, as a result of the business now be coming to a screeching halt uh, and, and they feel as though they're a failure when it comes to the family and everything was going well. So we've not forgotten you, and we're talking to you. And so we just want to make sure that you know, listen, in mind, that God has you in mind. And you may need to reconnect on that level. Uh, I, I love how Bishop Paul Morton handled the Katrina catastrophe that literally caused his church to be scattered, meaning the churches and the folks in it. And God was dealing with his heart, and he shared his testimony. And I'm telling you, stay 
in a mindset of God has not forsaken you. All right, let's get right back to this. So business slash church planning and organization. How does this, what is the expectation or the mind of leadership in the church clergy at this point with everything that's going on when businesses are looking like they are over, absolutely over. But then on the other side of it, you have businesses that are getting ready to expand, and they're looking at planning and organizing and so much more. So, Dr. Lewis, if you want to address that little piece right there again, or we can go right to Lydia because I'm, I'm sure that she's ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll jump in real real quick. Uh, you know, that again, also, that, that's the calling. You know, um, the Bible says over in Revelation chapter 1 that God has made us both kings and priests unto our God. And so, you know, again, the business community and the church community um, or the, the business community really flows out of the church community as we look at, you know, uh, God's order for things. And so, you know, we uh, take special care um, to, to know that, to be able to minister to businesses. You know, if you're going through a catastrophe or a calamity or a decline, I want you to know that there uh, there's hope for you in God, and you just got to stay in in faith. Yeah, that you got to stay in faith uh, for, um, you know, God to be a blessing to you and to really get you through this, uh, situation and scenario. You know, there was a song that was sung years ago, and I just believe it as one of the mantras in my life that God didn't bring you this far just to leave you. Um, and also, you know, go to that man, to that woman of God that you are connected with or that you have respect for, uh, and, uh, you know, or reach out to me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we have an anointing to work with business people and to help business develop. But get that get that godly wisdom, that godly instruction, uh, get that partnership going for your business so that you can really, um, as you would make a comeback and rebound in God. And, uh, and then for those who are doing well, you know, again, uh, you know, it, it, it does make sure you've got those things tied down, that you are in relationship, that you are getting wisdom. Uh, I think back to Joseph and Pharaoh real quick. You know, uh, that Pharaoh went to Joseph in seven years of plenty. Things were going very well for Joseph, I mean, for, for Egypt. But uh, the, the Pharaoh had a dream and said, hey, you know, there's something not right. And goes to seek wisdom from God's uh, man. And uh, he finds out, hey, you know, this is going to come to a screeching halt. There are going to be seven years of devastating famine. And if you don't plan for it now, you won't be around in 15 years. And so, uh, you know, he got the wisdom of God on that situation, and Egypt wound up becoming one of the wealthiest world powers, you know, that, that have ever been known. So uh, there is that coupling. There is that partnership. You need to be connected so you can make sure that you are getting that supernatural power, that supernatural wisdom, those supernatural instructions added to what you have to do already in the natural. Perfectly said. Thank Lydia, you. go ahead. Tag team. Okay. So, uh, and that ties exactly into um, into what what a, what a wonderful man said one time at a meeting. Um, 
I think I think the meeting was wrapping up, and I overheard uh, a gentleman that was sitting not that far from me talking to somebody else, and he said, "Those people that walk around saying that they're self-made men, they're liars." He said that they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. He said, he said, nobody makes it completely by themselves. Everybody gets some help from somewhere. Whether or not we want to acknowledge it or not is besides the point, but nobody makes it just by themselves. And, and that's, you know, it goes back to what I said about having the sounding board and uh, in our plans for the things we do, we need to include some kind of a support system. Um, and if we don't have a support system, then we need to start looking around, uh, observing the people around us, seeing who we would like to surround ourselves with, and making sure that we start developing relationships with those people. But uh, a while back, Oprah had done a talk show about success. And she had three young men that were, I don't know, maybe 35 years old or something. And all of them were millionaires, all three of them. And when she started interviewing them, it turned out that between the three of them, they had had like, like about 120 businesses. Some of them had started their, had started, uh, their businesses when they were like 17 years old or something like that. And if you do the math on it, each one of them had had something like 30 businesses apiece uh, from the time they were 17 until the time that they were 30. Granted, some of these probably lasted a few months or whatever, but the bottom line is they had them. And I'm sure these guys learned from each business until they finally, and they just kept at it and kept at it and didn't give up. So with businesses, a lot of times we think, if I know what I want to do, if I slap up a website, if I go and uh, uh, tell people about what I'm doing, uh, I'll, have, I'll have some business. And I'll use our radio program as an example. Sometimes on the show we talk about government contracts. So if you are a construction company and you're starting out, you're probably not going to get the initial a government contract, you'll probably end up being a subcontractor for somebody else. And the way those things work is that the government pays the primary contractor after, I don't know, 30 days, 60 days, whatever. And then once the government contractor gets the money, they process it and they do things. And then they turn around and they pay the person below them. And sometimes there's as many as three, four, sometimes five layers. So it could very well be at least three months before you get your money. So you've got this great contract, and you're going to be able to put people to work. And maybe you've used money from your own pocket to start, to start get, getting things going. But how many small businesses can really afford to pay their employees for three months without having any money coming in? And that's where planning comes in. Because um, if you go to your bank or your business bank or someplace like that and you tell them, this is what it is, I'm going to need a support system for my cash flow because I need to be able to pay my employees. So sometimes what the, what the bank will do is, 
They'll work it so that when you get paid, the money goes directly into the bank into the, the into the bank's account, and then the bank will uh, start paying itself back some of the money that they've lent you. But in the meantime, you've got some money in your checkbook. Uh, and speaking about money, I want to clarify something that Dr. Lois said a little while ago about the church and money. When I was a little kid and I used to go with my mom to church, they would pass the little basket around and it came time for uh, the offerings and things like that. And sometimes if it was a, if there was something really extreme that had happened, that the priest would let us know that we were going to do a second offering to cover such and such expense for somebody or something. But I don't ever remember as a kid having the priest explain to us why we needed to donate money to the church. And I'm not talking about the church has expenses. I'm talking about um, if we're donating 10% of our money to the church, we are getting ourselves in the mindset of giving and in the mindset of abundance. And I've got enough money that I can give money away. And more often than not, when we do that, we end up getting something in return. Maybe not immediately, but we get something in return. And and it's it's the fact that things go through cycles and things have a way of coming back around. And if we don't do that, we're not priming the pump for more. Um, uh, oh, and also uh, Dr. Lois was talking about abundance in the Bible, and, and I, I'm pretty sure I've said this on the radio program before. All of the main business principles that are out there that are being preached by uh, Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy and John uh, Gladwell and all of these business gurus, uh, uh, one of my favorites, uh, Les, um, uh, Lester Brown, Anyway, uh, these folks, they make it a point to uh, the, the, the business practices and the suggestions that they're giving us. Sooner or later, if you, if you look at them, they boil back down to something out of the Bible. The Bible is the business book, period. And everything else, sooner or later, comes from that. Um, and just as a little sidebar, recently when I was on vacation, uh, one of the women that, that, that I was seeing on a, on a regular basis during the trip, uh, she didn't have a little uh, portable battery pack for her phone. And, and I really like my battery pack. It's, I like it. I use it all the time. And so I showed it to her, and I, I thought it was odd. And I said, I said, where's your battery pack? And I showed her mine. And she said, what is this? So I explained it to her, and I gave her mine. And then a few days after I came back from my trip, I I wasn't regretting having given it to her, but I was missing my battery pack. (laughs) So a few days after that, I went to an event, and they had a a table with different uh, giveaways for the people that that were attending the event. And I saw this little metal-looking thing that looks like a business card holder, so I thought, this looks nice. And I put it in my purse and 
I didn't think about it. So then a day or two later, when I, uh, when I took it out of the little box and I'm trying to figure out how to open it, it's not a business card holder. It's a portable battery pack. So things have a way of, of making, of coming back around. It doesn't always happen in the time frame we'd like for it to happen, but it does happen. And operation helps to make those things happen. Um, whether it's our cash flow, whether it's stepping back from our business and putting ourselves in the customer's shoes and asking ourselves, how would a customer be able to find us? Um, let me take a, let me, uh, let me give the floor back to you guys before I rattle off some more. All right. Lydia Iniosa. She is the executive director, consultant at Cultural Connections, and also Dr. Lois Foreman, Jr. He is the senior pastor, and he'll tell you how to connect with him uh, as a uh, pastoral care, but also as a businessman. And uh, then you have myself coming from the platform of Grace Media Services and Grace Media Network and uh, Grace and Truth Ministries. So, you know, we're not going to leave you alone, but I'm telling you, I'm, I'm being pulled right now, the heartstring, and I'm going to toss this to Dr. Lewis, my heartstring right now as I think about the impact of those business owners as well as those church uh, leaders who are displaced right now, who are at their wit's end right now. And we do not want to forget them. We don't want to forget them or ignore them. So we're speaking to them in encouragement in this hour and um, that they would also understand, like Lydia said, sometimes we experience something that seems like it's slipping away, but yet timing is everything. So we want you to rethink. All right, Dr. Lewis Forming, let's do this. And um, we said 28 minutes this morning, but you know what? My heart is being pulled right now. So we really want to speak to their hearts. We're looking forward to having some of those individuals come to the table, and I'm going to be searching them out so that they can be encouraged in being able to share the testimony of what they are facing right now, and how God, by his mighty hand, is intervening in this purposed time. Go ahead, Dr. Lois Foreman, Sr. All right. Thanks, Apostle. Again, uh, I can be reached at Dr. Lois, that's D-R-O-Y-A-C-E, D-R-L-O-Y as in yellow, A-C-E, at gmail.com, or my personal cell phone is 651-276-8776, Feel free to reach out to me, send Dr. me an Lloyd. email, connect it. Yes, ma'am. And uh, Lydia, Lydia, give your information quickly, and then we'll go right back to him. Give your contact information as you will. Thank you. My contact information is L-Y-H like Henry, I like India, N like Nancy, 001 
at gmail.com. My, uh, the number where it can be reached is 612-314-5741. Real quick, the email address is lyhin001 at gmail. Back to you. All right, and my contact information, 612-805-5756. Dr. Lloyd, Foreman Sr., go ahead. Thanks, Apostle. I'm Junior. Um, the, um, oh. you know, again, I'm part, <laughs> senior uh, pastor, uh, uh, but he's junior. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm junior. That's right. I'm the senior pastor, but I'm Lois Jr. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, Again, you know, for those listening, those who chime in to this, you know, via recording, again, our hearts are with you. You know, uh, we want to see you keep your head up. Uh, You know, Lydia, this is a great time to do two things. Lydia talked about the process of sowing and reaping. And, uh, again, this is time for harvest for you. The the storm is not your harvest. The going down is not your harvest. The harvest is returned on the seeds that you've sown uh, in so many lives um, over the years by the businesses, the service that you perform. Um, that that that's your harvest. So don't allow uh, your harvest to sit in the field rotting. Call in that harvest. Claim that harvest that you've sown through the lives. You were very diligent in your business. Um, you, uh, you know, you, you put some seeds out there. Now it's time for harvest. Uh, stay in faith. God hasn't forgotten you. God hasn't forgotten your acts of service or acts of kindness, maybe even the money that you've sown in other people's lives. So now, you know, it's time to go back to him. The word of God says, put him in remembrance or seek him while he may be found. So today is time to seek him, God. You know, hey, listen, you know the situation. You know we're going to need money to be able to, you know, deal with our expenses. You know that we're going to need to be able to rebuild this business. And, God, you know, what is your wisdom? What is it um, What is it that um, you want me to be able to be doing at this point? Look for him to show up and to give you wisdom on that new uh this this new hour that you're in on which direction to go. You know, what is that we want to make sure that we keep some things you may need to leave behind, uh, you know, putting into place a, a different infrastructure. Uh, you know, years ago, um this is my second ministry. I'm on my second ministry right now. And years ago, you know, God told me to end my first ministry and uh, you know, I had never started a ministry before, you know, and I don't come from a ministry family. Um, I was chosen, selected by a pastoral committee years and years ago and appointed by a senior pastor to be his uh, successor, and that's how I got into pastoral ministry. And um, so organizing a church, planning a church, I had no clue. I had no idea. Uh, I knew God was leading me to to organize a church, and I just said, okay, God, you know, I'm going to take it step by step um, and, and go forward and allow you to guide me and direct me. And so, you know, we just saw his face. We started our, our ministry organization, um, and, you know, God just added the increase, you know, step by step, started with, Monday, with Sunday morning worship. That's all we did. No Wednesday night Bible studies, no, you know, uh, other uh, auxiliary ministries. We started with that, and I just continued to see God's face. And so God just began to unfold to me step by step when it was time to add this, when it was time to add that. As Lydia talked about earlier, you know, one thing that God will do is surround you with a team. And so you got that top-down vision, 
this is what we're out to do. But then again, I'm looking for that bottom up. I'm looking for those folks who can come alongside me um, and, and believe for this vision with me and uh, allow uh, God to speak to them so they can use their gifts, their talents, their abilities to be able to partner with me and to be able to bring uh, that that ministry, that business to pass. So at this time, it's time for you to start looking for, you know, again, what, what what's the new direction? Stay in faith. It's not over. I just want to tell you that stay in faith is not over. If you're looking from that perspective, what am I to do next? What am I to do now? What is it that we, 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 we really need to be keeping? Um, again, where are the needed resources going to come from, either um, – financial resources or human resources or uh, what we call in the kingdom favor of God. You know, I, I need some people to use their power, their influence, and their ability to help me right now. Now is that time for you to do that. And if you just continue to um, to stay in faith for it to happen, it will happen. Matthew nine twenty nine says, according to your faith, be it unto you. So you got to know that if you can stay in faith for it, if you can manage, maintain faith for your business, for the turnaround, for the next level, for increase, uh, God will show up and he will manifest things according to the faith that you have in him. Perfect. Thank you so much. By the way, um, what Dr. Lloyd had said just now about, and Apostle Barber as well, about people being affected by our natural disasters that we've had and the whether it's the wildfires out in California, out on the East Coast, whether it's uh, Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Irma, uh, whatever disasters it is that we've had, the Small Business Administration is, uh, aside from, because we think of the Small Business Administration as helping small businesses, but aside from that, they're also in the process of giving out loans to people, uh, to homeowners, to help them repair their houses, uh, low-interest loans. Aside from that, since the impact has been so huge, uh, both in Florida and in, and in Houston, they're hiring people to help them process those loans. So, uh, but I don't know about, about you guys, but I haven't really heard anything much about that on the news. But let me go back real quick to, to the, the planning portion before we wrap up. Um, with, we not only need to know why we're doing our things or have our support system in place, um, we need a good mindset. We need to know what our values are. We need to be aware of our customer. All of those things are going to affect our brand. We need to be aware of how we're communicating and what's the best way to get in front of the client with our communication. If we're going to have clients, we need to know about our customer service. Uh, are we going to have any? Are we going to have more than just one revenue stream? How we organize our time, whether it's in blocks of hours, one day, one week, one month. Um, a lot of businesses do, larger businesses do things uh, both on a quarterly basis and on a yearly basis. Uh, I mentioned our website earlier. Some people start their business without a business plan, uh, and in a way I don't blame them, but sooner or later we're going to need a business plan. 
you mentioned cash flow, um, but also if we're looking at planning and all those things sooner or later, we're going to have to think about a retirement. Um, with Brandy, our our business cards, our pamphlets, every, any printed material we give out needs to reflect that, that branding. Where are business resources around that we can that we can go use? Um, uh, who who are our sounding boards? Are we using social media properly and to our advantage? Are we both mentoring and get and getting mentored with the reverse mentoring, maybe with a young person or with an older person? Um, are we using our IT properly? And if so, are we using it carefully? Uh, People get uh, people get accustomed to thinking I'm the only one that can come up with businesses for my with ideas for my businesses, and I, I think Wikipedia has a thing called "not my idea." People literally, if it doesn't come from them, they don't want to hear it unless they're paying somebody huge, very large amounts of money for them to come up with ideas for them. In which case. Uh, something that their employees have been harping on for the past five years all of a sudden becomes a wonderful idea because uh, some big company. Are we networking? Uh, do we know how to have a 20-minute networking meeting? Uh, are we covering our legal aspects? Do we have contracts for the customers we're going to use? Uh, are we going to be advertising or are we going to count up on word of mouth? There. All of these things that I just rattled off, these, uh, if we're good, they involve planning. And they involve us sitting down maybe for a day or two or whatever and just writing down the things we can think of and then figuring out how we're going to attack them and just write things as they come and later on organize them in groups. Uh, things aren't going to come to us in nice, neat little Lego packages already pre, uh, 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 pre-organized in little categories. But uh, Apostle Barber, back to you. I believe that we have the table is spread. I believe that we put it on the table. Would you two agree? I believe that the menu is for you to select and eat from that best meets your needs right now. But we have you in view. But most importantly, God has not forsaken you, and he has you in his view. So don't forget that. You are triumphant. And listen, if it's all about, you know what, I missed the mark, Father, forgive me. It is the grace in your son, his life, his death, and his resurrection, and he is alive, and I've forsaken that. I've turned away from that. I repent. Forgive me. Forgive me. But I also want to leave on the table this with you. Just because you're in the storm, just because you're weathering a storm, does not mean that you've done anything wrong. Let's clear the atmosphere with that. That does not mean that you've done anything wrong. The issue is what is being demanded of you in the midst of the storm. 
What is it? Pull on purpose. Pull on the prophecy. Pull on that that has been declared over your life and refuse to be removed from that posture. So we release healing in the atmosphere to you to be built up and restored, to not accept humiliation. Satan is a liar, and the truth is not in him. God is not the father of confusion. Neither did Jesus come for condemnation. He brings life and brings it more abundantly. So you've heard it all. We want you to digest it, take it, and take what you need from this today on the business of Monday Money Talk with the Black Money team. And I'm going to leave you with this to encourage your heart. Michelle Brooks Thompson, I am triumphant. Have an exciting day today because you have not been forsaken. And until next time, we've got to go now. Have a great day.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.